A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Kia welcome to the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast and thanks for tuning in this week. I'm your host Jordan, I'm a mum of one, soon to be two boys and a lover of all things birth and a very passionate storyteller. The goal of Kiwi Birth Tales is to empower, inform, educate and connect families from New Zealand and all over the world, talking about the things that are so often kept to ourselves or shared with only our nearest and dearest because of this taboo that seems to surround sharing stories about birth. All stories deserve to be heard, no story more important than the other, and with this podcast you'll get a variety without bias. The podcast is not intended for medical advice, I'm not an advocate for any particular mode of birth or birth care, and this platform is simply here to share these beautiful, empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. So I hope you enjoy. This week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales is proudly brought to you by BioBlends. BioBlends is a New Zealand-based, plant-based nutritional supplement and the brand is founded and formulated by Dr. Libby Weaver. I have been using um, three of the BioBlends supplements over the last six and a half weeks. I've been using the Daily Organic Greens and Radiant Reds, the Organic Zinc and the Calm Restore and I'm really loving all of their products. I've noticed a huge difference um, in my nails actually. I had white spots on my nails and I think the zinc has made a big difference with that but the calm restore as well I think is making a huge difference just in my mood and um, I haven't suffered with any sort of major hormonal um, dips or feelings in this postpartum period so that's been really interesting. Their products which are formulated by Dr Libby Weaver are only the purest available ingredients and use organic um, everything where possible And there is nothing synthetic or lab produced in the range. I'm really excited to be partnering with BioBlends to bring you this week's episode. And there's an awesome giveaway going live on the Kiwi Birth Tales Instagram tonight. If you are interested in that, make sure you head over and check it out. Thanks again, BioBlends, for sponsoring this week's episode. In this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales, I speak with the lovely Gabby about the birth of her daughter, Sia. And in this episode, we talk through Gabby's pregnancy experience, where she actually moved from Auckland to the Bay of Plenty at around 34 weeks because of lockdown and COVID and everything like that. Gabby had a positive, active pregnancy experience and made the decision to birth at the Bethlehem Birth Centre. So she talks us through her pregnancy, going into labour and then her birth experience there, which is really lovely and super positive to hear and Really nice to hear from a first-time mum who's just had a really, um, yeah, empowering birth experience, which is so awesome. She talks about her birth education, including your birth project, which is really cool, and then some recommendations of things that she has been using postpartum that she sort of swears by. 
And then we talk through her postpartum recovery so far. Little Sia is only a couple of weeks old, so she's pretty fresh into it. And she talks us through what that journey has been like for them so far, including breastfeeding and mental health and just all the things. So I really loved this episode with Gabby. I know that you will too. Let's jump into it. Hi, Gabby. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be talking to you. No worries. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who is in your family? Yeah, so um, my name is Gabby. I have a husband called Sam and a dog called Miley. And then we have a two-week-old little girl called Sia. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we're based in Auckland. And, um, yeah, we have a really nice little family of four now. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. I love her name. When you posted her birth announcement on Instagram, I was like, yes, that is such a cool name. I know. I didn't realize how like unusual people are saying it is or different because we, yeah. my husband and I, we always love the names like Mia, C- um, Pia, Gia, that kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. But then he's Sam Stone and I was Gabby Gatlin before I married him. So we kind of always love that double yeah. Um, double SS or GG so we wanted a name beginning with S and we thought C is quite cool and I don't know any Cs so no me neither yeah yeah so it's quite different but we we love it yeah awesome very cool and what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys um pretty good um we got married in December 2020 um and we'd my husband had wanted has wanted children for ages he's a bit older than me he's 32 so we sort of thought we'll get married and then we'll see what happens we sort of put wanted to put no pressure on it um yeah and then got pregnant in January <laughs> um so it kind of happened a lot quicker than we thought it would but yeah. um we were so grateful um that it happened the way it did so we yeah, I found out end of January I was pregnant. Um, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, were you pregnant at your wedding? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely wasn't, thank God. I had a, yeah. definitely a few too many champagnes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we were really, really lucky because I know it's yeah. not that, that way for a lot of people. But, yeah, it happened quite quickly. Yeah, awesome. Were you tracking your cycles or anything like that or you just sort of let it happen? Yeah, I had been actually. I actually went to a skin specialist, or not a skin specialist, a hormonal um, specialist lady before um, we got married because I wanted my skin to be great. And she actually said to me, I don't know if you're ovulating oh, okay. um, because I had such long cycles. Yeah. Um, and so I did a couple of ovulation tests before the wedding and I was like, no, I definitely am. I just I just had yeah really long cycles. So I was tracking them, but it wasn't really for the reason of getting pregnant. Mm. It was just to see if I was actually um, ovulating. And I was so, yeah, when I got pregnant quite quickly when I went to the doctors to get a test they were actually really surprised at how quickly yeah. it had happened as well because couldn't figure out actually what date I had ovulated so I had to get a dating scan um and then yeah so I had yeah I had been tracking on that flow app but not yeah. not to get pregnant kind of just to see why <laughs> yeah. they were why they were going on and on my cycles but it just shows that you know even if you do have really long cycles or whatever you can still yeah, get pregnant yeah. quite easily yeah yeah Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And how did you end up finding out that you were pregnant? Did you just take a test or did you have other symptoms? Um, I found out really early. So because um, I guess my husband and I, we just got married. So there was a lot of um, sex going on. <laughs> yeah. was that honeymoon phase for that first yeah. month after I thought, and we hadn't been you know, using protection or anything. I thought, oh, I'll just take a test because it's been about um, you know, my period should be coming up, but I didn't really have any symptoms because it was so early. And yeah. I just did one of those tests with the, you know, the lines and this really faint line came up. Like it was so, so faint that I thought, Oh my God, is it, is it, um, am I pregnant? Am I not? So mm-hmm. I had to wait a couple of days to go back up to Auckland. And I got a digital one 
digital pregnancy test that said yes pregnant two weeks or whatever and I was literally in shock like I took yeah. like 10 pregnancy tests after I don't know why I kept taking them I think it was yeah. just such a shock when you suddenly realize you're pregnant yeah. um so yeah I didn't actually have and then yeah I actually had quite sore boobs when I think back to what my really my first symptom was it was yeah the sore boobs a lot sore than you would get before you yeah. my period um so that was really the only symptom I had um yeah. so yeah yeah awesome it's so funny isn't it like even if you know that there's like a chance or even a probability that you will be pregnant seeing those positive lines on a pregnancy test uh, is like a whole yeah. different <laughs> feeling it's amazing it's like your whole yeah. life you kind of you know and, and you know you're sort of almost trying to prevent it I guess yes, growing up. Yeah. But, and then yeah. you suddenly you really want it and you see those double lines and it's so hard to believe because you obviously can't feel anything you don't there's nothing happening at the start you just want to I just wanted to keep seeing those lines I think every time I took a test I was like oh it's still okay it's still (laughs) (laughs) you know something's still going on inside so yeah yeah, it was crazy yeah cool awesome and did you decide to go with a midwife for your care or what was your plan there yeah I went with a midwife um my mum um she had midwives and I don't know I think it was just always something that I thought I didn't need to get a doc, you know, an obstetrician for yeah. I just sort of, um, my mum had always given me really positive stories of her births with my brother and I, and um, I thought a midwife would be really suitable for me. So yeah, I got a midwife. I actually didn't realize how hard midwives were to get in Auckland. Mm, yeah. So I texted a few different ones straight away. I was only, you know, four weeks pregnant and they just came back. No, sorry, too busy. No, sorry. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, this is the most exciting thing for me. And they just couldn't even fit me in so I finally yeah. found um found a girl Georgina up there in Auckland um and yeah it was great I, the midwife option was really good for me actually yeah um really really liked that route we took so yeah, yeah cool. went with the midwife option yeah awesome cool and what was the rest of your pregnancy experience like did you do the sort of standard testing that's offered and did you find out the sex of your baby yeah, so um, we did the NIP testing at six weeks, oh, sorry, 10 weeks, yeah. um, which was, yeah, mainly because my husband wanted to know <laughs> what we were having. <laughs> yeah. So I really had a feeling it was a girl. Um, my mum did that, you know, that ring test where it swings back or forth or around in circles, and that was, um, I think it was back and forth, which means it's a girl. Yeah. Um, and I was having all like sweet cravings rather than savory. I don't know. Just all the old <laughs> wives' tales were pointing yeah. towards the direction of girls. So when we we did a gender reveal, we cut into a cake that my friend made, and all these pink lollies spilled <laughs> out. Um, so that's how we found out. So it was yeah, it was so exciting. I think, I yeah, I you know, I would have been happy either way, a boy or a girl. But it was quite sweet having a having a little girl. I was really yeah. excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. And did you do like the gestational diabetes tests and stuff like that? Yeah. So what was that? Like 20, 20, when do you do that? I can't even yeah, remember. You yeah. usually do one like late second, maybe early like, third trimester. Yeah. So I went and did that, um, drank the drink and everything was fine. Um, I did actually later on in my pregnancy, they did because my, and my family has history of big babies Mm-hmm. Um, I went for a dating scan later on down the track. I think I was 34 weeks and she was measuring in the 95th percentile. <laughs> so yeah. I, my midwife said, just do it, just check. Um, I had to do the blood prick test for five days um, just to check that I didn't have gestational diabetes and I didn't, but it was just yeah. because she was 
was so big but um yeah yeah did all the did all the regular testing I just did everything I was told got all the different vaccinations I was supposed to get and <laughs> yeah. all the things because I was just yeah listening to you know what what I was supposed to do yeah yeah awesome yeah cool and did you do any um antenatal classes or like birth education or anything like that in your pregnancy Yes, so I did Holistic Baby, um, which I found we had to do by Zoom because by the time we yeah. got to, got to was we were supposed <laughs> to go in and do it, it was locked down again. Um, so that was good. We kind of it was two sessions. The first session was very much um, all the natural sort of way of how the birth can go and just the labor preparation and things like that. And then the second session was more medical advice and what you know what can go wrong. What are your options? Um, if you, you know, if you need to have intervention and things like that. Um, so yeah, it was really good. It was really helpful. And then I did that alongside your birth, um, project course, which was just so great. Um, (laughs) I actually redid it like a couple of days before I went into labor and it was just like really fresh in my brain and it just kind of, yeah, just being at the back of my brain going into labor was just, oh, it was so good thank you so much no you're welcome I'm pleased it was um yeah a positive resource to have on hand it was especially the um birthing the birth partner part my husband watched that and he just was amazing the day I went into labor how he got the room ready and how he just he made it his whole job that you know he was protecting my space and Yeah. yeah he did such a good job so it was yeah it was great Oh, that's lovely. Awesome. Yeah. And did you plan where you wanted to birth? Like, were you thinking hospital, birth centre, home? What were your thoughts there? So before COVID, this, you know, recent Delta outbreak, yeah. um, I was actually going to go to Auckland Hospital. Um, I think I felt with it being my first baby, you know, everyone thinks, oh, you should go to hospital first baby yeah. in case something goes wrong. And then we left Auckland before it went into lockdown with me being um, not vaccinated, high risk being pregnant and moved in with my parents down the Bay of Plenty. So the plan changed then because I didn't want to go to hospital anymore just because of Mm. COVID. So Bethlehem Birthing Centre was where the plan changed to be. And so... um, which has ended up being the, the best decision ever. But Bethlehem Birthing Centre is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, so I got a midwife down here in the Bay of Plenty. She took me on, luckily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the things changed. And then it was just, yeah, doing early labour and then getting across to, to Bethlehem Birthing Centre for having the baby um, yeah. when I was ready to go. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah. And were you doing anything in preparation for birth, like antenatal expressing or perennial massage, all the different things that people say can um, help you go into labour? What were you doing there? I was doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> so Kathy um, from Holistic Baby Shack, she has these birth prepare boxes. Um, so she, I was eating six dates a day um, from 37 weeks. I was yeah drinking red leaf raspberry tea. Um, I was walking like twice a day. So Sia was really engaged in my, I think she was three fifths down or four fifths down for like the four weeks before I went into labor. Oh, wow. yeah. Um, yeah. So she was super low, which wasn't fun for my bladder, but that's all right. No. <laughs> um, I was doing um, primrose oil. So I started oh, yeah. putting capsules up my, up my vagina and in yeah. my mouth once at night. And then um, what else was I doing? Yeah. Perennial massage, 
lots of sex yeah. <laughs> all the things sort of all I think I kind things. of got to, yeah all, I kind of got to that 37 week mark and it was like you know okay well if she came any day now it would be fine you can't, I kind of got impatient I think yeah so she was yeah. four four days overdue in the, in the end which was you know great um I actually got a stretch and sweep to bring which brought on the labor on that that morning but yeah yeah I was doing everything and I swear by it because I literally hardly had a um the first stage of labor I kind of skipped it and went straight to yeah, active okay. so yeah. I think all those things I don't know which one worked the most because yeah. I was doing them all but I think there's definitely no harm in doing all of them yeah yeah no I'm all I'm a um, big fan of just doing all the things that yeah. people <laughs> all um, feel like they're helping in some way so that's yeah. Awesome. yeah yeah cool and do you want to take us through um your labor starting so maybe um you just mentioned that you had a stretch and sweep so maybe yeah. start from there and then take us through yeah your labor and into your birth story cool so um yeah my due date was the 12th of October so I went past that and it got to the Friday which was the 15th of October and so I had a midwife appointment and she said you know we can do a stretch and sweep if you want um we don't have to but I thought oh well there's no harm in doing one because we'd also in that appointment been talking about induction op- options and what date I would yeah. like to be induced by and so it seemed a lot more appealing to me to be to do the stretch and sweep rather than mm-hmm. the induction so I'd been researching all about them and I was prepared for it to be not that comfortable sort of thing so um went to the appointment and the midwife she yeah she did the stretch and sweep and her face was like oh and I was like what what and she said well mm-hmm. you're three centimeters dilated <laughs> and um the baby I can feel her head sort of right there and basically she's like I could have broken your waters then if I wanted to yeah um so she was like go home um and be prepared that you probably will go into labor this weekend so I was like oh my god I was so excited <laughs> but then also kind of not wanting to get my hopes up at the same time because I'd heard yeah, you know you just yeah. you know, the whole time you're thinking don't get your hopes up every time I feel a little niggle or whatever so got home and I decided to actually go for a walk because I thought I'll just want to keep things moving I don't want to go mm. and lie down and I'd heard that you know that can stop things and slow things down so I went for a walk along the beach and yeah I was kind of getting tightening every 10 to 20 minutes or so but nothing nothing major yeah um so then I came home had some dinner and everyone kind of knew I was having this tightening but it wasn't you know everyone was sort of my parents and my husband was like oh what do you think what do you think and I was like I don't know I don't know just kind of not wanting to say too much about it and then I came upstairs and yeah it got a lot they got every five minutes I was getting just sort of subtle tightening. So my husband, he put the music on and he made the room all nice and got the essential oils going and whatnot. And I was thinking at this point, oh, labor's easy. I was like, <laughs> these, these contractions are nothing. Yeah. Um, and then, but we had to get to Bethlehem from Waihee Beach, which is where we are. So we knew, my husband knew it was about a 45, 50 minute drive. So he was getting quite panicked. He was saying, I think we should get in the car. You know, these are five minutes apart. And he texts the midwife and she said, no, no, she'll know when she wants to come. Like I said, no, I don't want to leave yet. I feel fine. Mm. I, I liked where I was. So anyway, that went on for a few hours and it got to about 10 o'clock and I got up off the, off my bed and my water broke all everywhere. <laughs> it was like a water balloon popping all over the floor. Um, and at that point, I was like, oh, no, okay, this is what labor feels like. Just 
from my water breaking, the intensity of the contractions just went from zero to a hundred so quickly. Yeah. So I was literally like, okay, no, we need to go right now. So we got everything in the car and he got us there so quickly. I don't know how he was going, (laughs) but he did. He was like, this is my job, fast and furious. I'm going to get us here. (laughs) Um, So we got there very quickly. And from that point, so that was at about 1030. Um, So got into Bethlehem Birthing Center. My midwife was already there and she actually had a student helping her. Um, which yeah. was really nice because I'm all for we need more midwives you know we need yeah, people learning so yeah I was all for her being there so my and my mum came as well and then yeah so I kind of had a um I got there and I got, I put the tens I had a tens machine um at this point so I put that on but I don't know if that was probably a bit too late it was mm. sort of helping but I think it was more a distraction it was more something like a contraction would come so I would to put on the boost mode or whatever you yeah, put on on the yeah. tens machine and then it would die off but it was really intense like as, as soon as my water broke I was these contractions were literally for a minute and I was getting about if mm. a minute rest if that um so she checked me my midwife checked me and saw how to see how dilated I was after about an hour or so of those sorts of contractions she said I was five centimeters and I didn't realize how I thought when they checked you to get dilated, it was literally like, oh, yeah, you're about five centimeters. But I didn't realize they had to, you know, put their fingers up you and really, (laughs) really feel around. around. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was literally like, oh, my God, ow, ow, ow. Like, yeah, I I was not getting checked after that one check I had. Yeah. And that kind of almost sped things up, I think, again. Um, So I did sort of the TENS machine and then I had the air and the gas, which was good because it kind of made me focus on just – breathing a bit um and then my midwife said to me I think around midnight it must have been I couldn't I wasn't really on in track of the time but I think she she said I think you should get in the bath because I I knew I wanted to get in the bath and have the baby Mm. so I said okay so they had the bath and I got in the bath and then um I my breathing went so I stopped having the gas in the air my breathing went from breathing to literally like I sounded like a cow (laughs) I was mooing (laughs) mooing and I was literally I have no idea what these sounds were coming out of me yeah um so I'm mooing away basically in this bath but then I kind of got this like grunty push sound that was kind of coming through and I I was like god I I surely am not meant to be pushing yet like Mm. I've only been in this bath for you know an hour or so and I i mentally prepared myself to be in labor for 12 hours or Mm. something you know being your first baby I thought okay don't don't even think it's going to go fast like you're going to be in this for a long time Mm. and then I could sort of hear the midwife around me saying oh yeah she'll be pushing soon she'll be pushing soon but I just didn't I just didn't think it was going to be as quick as that um so I got to it must have been about 1 30 and I started pushing and I pushed for 25 minutes and then her head came out um so once it got to the pushing stage I think it was really good because you could really work with the contractions to feel like okay mm. this is what they're this is what I'm supposed to be doing like yeah. every time there's a contraction to push so had to do a few pushes to get her head out and god the ring of fire is real <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was kind of like oh my god this is so painful but it was actually so helpful so because her head came out and actually a couple of days before I went into labor, I'd watched Rebecca's water birth on your birth project course. So it was so similar to that in terms of the head came out and I knew it's okay because they're still getting oxygen from the the cord and, you know, they're fine as long as they're in the water. So I was quite relaxed in terms of, it felt like quite a long time between 
her head being out and then my next push to push out yeah. her the rest of her um but yeah so I waited for that next contraction and then pushed yeah pushed her out so I think I was pushing for only 25 minutes I think they said oh, um yeah and then the, the student actually delivered her sort of into Sam's arms and then up onto my chest and yeah, it was, I was crying my baby, <laughs> my baby. Um, yeah. my mum actually got a video of it, which is very yeah, cool. raw, but it's like such a cool thing for me yeah. to look back on and see, yeah. um, we'll just, yeah, see how supportive Sam was being for me and just seeing like, it's just such an amazing thing, bro. God, yeah. I yeah. didn't appreciate how amazing the female body is until you kind of go through it yourself. But, um, yeah. yeah so, I mean, in terms of, yeah, I think I had a very, very positive experience, which is definitely why I wanted to do this podcast, because I think, I think you hear a lot of positive birth stories, maybe about second babies, but mm. sometimes the first, first babies, I think, cause it's just that unknown. And that's that whole thing of, you know, going in and being a bit nervous or scared can just ch- change everything. So I think yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be another sort of story of like a first baby and a positive, um, a positive story because it was honestly so positive yeah. and yeah I couldn't sort of have asked for a, a better better experience well, obviously it was painful um yes. but I think I think a lot of um yeah a lot of girls have said to me oh my god you know boy two you didn't get the epidural or whatnot and I mm. and I and I honestly think if I was in a hospital I would have said give it to me give me the yeah. epidural because it was that painful but because I was in a birthing center the the idea of getting out of that bath and getting transferred to hospital was way <laughs> yeah. harder, Yeah, <laughs> was yeah. way more difficult than yeah. just doing what I was doing. And so it was kind of like not having the option was better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, I pooed all through the bath. Like God, yeah. everyone tells you you're going to poo. And I was like, apparently <laughs> yeah. I was saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Everyone's like, no, it's fine. But I, they were trying to scoop it out and it was sinking. And I was like, oh, oh my no. God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> but then you're kind of like, oh, fuck it. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so that was the one of the downsides. But yeah, I did actually, I, I did get second degree tearing. So yeah. um, once I'd had see her she was up on my chest for um it's crazy you kind of lose track of time because you you don't really so I think maybe 15 minutes maybe but then I was quite worried because I was like is she okay in this bath because it was just seemed like it was full of blood and you know all the rest of it but they were like no she's fine she's fine so she was on me and then Sam cut the cord and then I got out of the bath and um lay on the bed so they could yeah check me out and whatnot so yeah I had second degrees tearing and had to get stitched up for that which yeah, it was. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quite painful. I mean, they did numb, they did numb me, but it was just, yeah, you kind of just want to be enjoying, enjoying your time with your baby, <laughs> but you're like, oh, my God, what's going on down there? Yeah. Um, so I had skin to skin with her on the bed, and she latched quite well. I mean, it was quite difficult. God, you're trying to use all your different hands to... Yes. hold them and then squeeze your nipple <laughs> yeah. to try 
to try feed them but Sam was great so he was using his hands to help as well yeah um so she was yeah we got her on there for a bit and then I had to push out my placenta so I was actually that was actually quite painful still Mm. so I Sam had really nice skin to skin time with her while I had to wait for contraction to push out my placenta which was fun (laughs) um so did that and they stitched me up and then yeah kind of um the midwife left my mum left and then it was yeah suddenly Sam and I in this baby (laughs) in this room um which was thank god he could stay with me I I feel like those mothers who have who the their husbands or partners have to leave it would just be so hard because I was I was just on such a high and I had all this adrenaline pumping through me and I just literally couldn't, couldn't imagine if it was just then suddenly me and her without, mm. without anyone else. But um, yeah, poor Sam, by this point it was probably six in the morning or something. So he, he did go off to sleep, but I just stared at her for the, <laughs> for the next <laughs> few hours, just like, Oh my yeah. God, I can't believe you're mine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was such a crazy, I don't know, eight hours or whatever in the end, but it was, yeah, yeah it was amazing. Yeah, beautiful. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, and when I first um, was pregnant with Jai, I was thinking like, oh, do I want a birth photographer or like, what do I want? And I didn't end up getting one. And then in this pregnancy and birth, I was like, no, I definitely want one because there's so yeah. many things that like either you don't remember or you don't know like yeah. the con- you, like you say the concept of time and and yeah. having some photos or videos of that moment is just so incredible, right? Like, I can just so relate to. Yeah. your feeling of watching that back even though it's raw it's like oh my gosh like that was me giving birth that was to that me. yeah baby yeah well it was actually one of the midwives who said to my mum you need to get photos of this and it was yeah. it was the points where Sam was hold- he Sam literally held me up yeah for what he you know he tells everyone oh my back was broken I'm like driving me <laughs> yeah but yeah. the bath was actually a bit too low so I kind of wanted to be on my knees in the yeah. bath but my elbows were it was too low for my elbows to be on the edge of the bus. So I was actually resting on him mm. and he was, I could feel him sweating and like, <laughs> he was going through the pain with me. Yeah. He was, he was actually amazing. Like he, he doesn't, he doesn't know why he did it. But when I was pushing, he was like making pushing noises with me, oh my <laughs> but it actually helped. Like it yes, was weird. Yeah. It was just like the weirdest things yeah. were helping me. Like I felt like he was helping me yeah. with, for yeah, pushing her out kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the, these photos my mum got of just me in absolute agony and him holding me. Yeah. And then, yeah, when, yeah, photos of when she's first put on my chest, like this video of her coming out. And I I cry every time I watch it. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. I can't even help it. And literally, yeah, it's the most amazing thing to have. Um, to have. So yeah, well, my, maybe when I have my next baby, I'll get a proper one. But just having the photos on my phone, no, just yeah. enough for me to, yeah. to really relook at. It's great. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, and how long did you end up spending in the birth center? It's so beautiful out there in Bethlehem. Oh, it's so nice. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. we, we kind of lucked it out because, because she was born at 2 a.m. That wasn't really counted as a night. So uh, yeah. we kind of stayed there and then we still had two nights after that. Nice. Um, Which was just so good because um, Sam and I kind of really found our feet as the two of us and how we wanted to, to do things with her so because we were coming back to quite a full house with my parents his mum um my grandparents live next door like it it was going to be a lot of you know different opinions or different <laughs> yeah, you should yeah. do this you should do this yeah. so we had um yeah two nights there and it was really nice because they weren't 
you know, they weren't, they weren't, the midwives wouldn't come in all the time. It was only if you press the button and you wanted help. Hmm. So it was kind of like, we were just doing our own thing, sleeping, they bring in food and they see if we need anything, but it was just so nice having that help with feeding and, yeah. you know, the first nappy change and things like that. But you completely, like I literally, when I gave birth, I was fully naked. <laughs> and then when these midwives were coming in throughout the day, I'd be in the shower, I'd be walking around in my nappy yeah. and like, I just didn't even care because they no. just make you feel so comfortable. You yeah. know, they've seen it all. And so I could yeah. just be completely comfortable in that, that setting I was in, which was so nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had two nights there and just really got to just have so much cuddle time with Sia and um, really like take her in and do things the way we wanted to do it um, before coming home. So yeah, it was, I would recommend, you know, birth centers or to anyone because they're just so, yeah. so helpful. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. And did you feel like you knew the day or the time that your milk came in? Did you have that sort of experience? Yeah, I did actually. So it kind of went from sort of a suck to more like a gulp. Mm. <laughs> um, so I actually, yeah, I think my maybe make day three or four, my milk yeah. came in. Yeah. Um, I'd actually expressed colostrum, which was really good because yeah. oh, those first couple of days, my nipples were so sore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I swear by, I got those silverette uh, yes. um, nipple the shield cups. covers, yeah. the cups. Yeah. yeah. So just to wear in between feeds. And I just wore those 24-7 in between seeds without anything else, no other healing balms or anything. And they were literally a lifesaver. Like, Because yeah. when my milk started coming in, just having a little bit of milk in them as well was really good because mm. it was as an, an anti, um, antiseptic or whatever. So it was yeah. so – yeah, that, so my nipples have actually been amazing from from those I swear by them so every yeah. new mum who's messaging me saying oh, what would you swear by I'm like these <laughs> you're gonna get anything <laughs> if you're gonna invest in anything get these yeah. so yeah my I actually had too much milk though I think or quite a hit, fast letdown so I'm trying to figure out how to feed her at the moment without her yeah. choking um <laughs> yeah. so I'm trying to do the lie, lying back at the moment mm-hmm. so I kind of express a bit off at the start with my hucker um hand pump yeah. And then usually that's enough. And then I can kind of get her on my tummy. Now we're two weeks in. God, it takes time because she's, it does, you know, yeah. she's figuring it out. I'm trying to figure it out. We're both yeah. like, <laughs> both very new to the whole breastfeeding thing, but um, it's going good. Like I love, I love feeding her and I love um, that time we get together as like a, yeah. it's like my kind of cuddle time with her before I have to pass her off to someone else who wants to cuddle. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, it's going, it's going really good. So I've actually I'm just, yeah, my boobs, I'm trying to figure it out. I know it can take a while, but they, mm. yeah, there's, I've, yeah, I've definitely got too much at this point. So hopefully mm. I've heard by six weeks, it can kind of figure themselves out maybe and figure out how much milk she actually mm. does need. But yeah. um, until then I'm definitely having to express off quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny, isn't it? There's just like a hundred million different things that you learn with breastfeeding, and like you say, you're both learning. It's not just you, yeah, or just her. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Well, it's like you know, she's trying to figure it out, and so and yeah. I feel bad because I feel like sometimes I'm, you know, ch- she's choking because it's <laughs> yeah. just too much coming out. The poor yeah. thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely we're getting there, so it's yeah. it's nice. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah. And what about your sort of physical recovery from birth? So I know that you said you had some stitches. How have you found um, the healing of those? And yeah, just, I guess, in general healing from giving birth. 
Yeah. So the first day or so, I think I was fine. Um, and then by day two or three, I felt like my insides were going to fall out. Like I was literally like, Oh my God. Yeah. It was quite, quite a lot more painful than I realized the whole Mm. post-birth thing, because you also are trying to sit down or lie down when, you know, feeding and you just can feel, you kind of want to be on your side because it's just so painful to, to sit or to lie at some points. But yeah, so I was definitely t- religiously taking like Panadol and mm-hmm. ibuprofen every six to eight hours to help with the pain. And then I tried to go for a, just a really short walk, I think, like a week after she was born. And I had to get my brother to pick me up because I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm going to wet myself or something. Yeah. yeah, something's going to fall out of me. This is not good. Um, so I've just literally done nothing for the yeah. last two weeks. And that's fine. I'm, I'm, I've kind yeah. of accepted that. I'm going to wait six weeks um, until I'm properly back into anything. Because before I got pregnant or during, even during my pregnancy, I was walking at least 6K a day. Mm. I was exercising. I felt great um, doing Pilates, things like that. So I I am a really active person, but it's just kind of you have to accept that I could do more damage if I don't Mm, just rest. Um, So I've actually got an appointment with a woman, uh, a female woman's physio in a few weeks just to to check me out and see how I'm going. But yeah. Yeah, I don't think the whole post-birth um, recovery is talked about enough, I guess. I think mm-hmm. I, I knew about it, um, but I just didn't – yeah, I think just it's that constant you – know, you're, you're trying to – you're having a shower and you're dealing with your stitches and then your sore nipples mm-hmm. and you're trying to like – oh, it's just <laughs> – you feel like a broken woman. <laughs> yeah. And I'm no. trying to, you know, do all these things and then I'm wearing my nappy and then I'm, oh, my God, I'm just yeah. – it takes me so much longer to get ready for the day because <laughs> all these new things I've got. <laughs> I've got to get ready for but um yeah no it's 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 been okay like I haven't haven't had to worry too much but yeah that I think that first I was so scared to take my first poo after she was born because I was literally like oh my god what's gonna happen and all the midwives kept coming in you know after the birth have you have you done a poo yet like no Mm. I haven't (laughs) so I finally did on like the third day and it was it was fine it's like that you work yourself up to it being a lot worse than it is um yeah I just had to yeah hold my stitches up with toilet paper and mm. hope for the best and definitely using a stool I think you know having your knees up uh, above yeah, your yeah. um pelvis was definitely a game changer um but yeah it's it's quite funny they gave me this um this package of stuff when I left the birthing center of all these different samples and in and, and it was these two packs of condoms and I was literally like you are joking <laughs> like the idea of anything going up there anytime oh soon God, gives yeah. me literally the shivers so yeah, yeah that's quite funny but um no I'm getting there I'm every day you get a bit you feel a bit more normal so it's yeah it's going fine <laughs> it's so funny that you say that my midwife like we did our final appointment last week and she was like so what are you thinking about for contraception I was like literally the thought of like <laughs> just the thought of having sex is enough contraception for me like yeah <laughs> I yeah know, I, I honestly know. I feel yeah. you honestly it's yeah. just like nuts so I know funny. so that's gonna be such a scary time when I first you know have to get back yeah. into all that but yeah. yeah at the moment yeah it just definitely still feels like everything is healing healing down yeah. there <laughs> yeah. yeah I think um yeah it definitely takes a while right but I'm glad that you've booked in with a woman's health physio because I think um I just wish everybody had the opportunity after mm. their birth because it is such a huge thing for your body to go through um yeah even just to check that everything is you know like you don't have a prolapse that you don't know about yeah. or stitches have healed the right way like all of those different yeah. types of things it's just yeah so important 
Well, it was quite good because when I rang her to book the appointment, she said, oh, how are you feeling? And what do you, you know, what have you been doing? And I said, oh, I've been for a couple of walks. And she was like, no, no. She was Don't. literally like, no walking. Do not yeah. do anything. She's like, you um, you need to be a queen for the next mm. six weeks. She was like, no housework. Don't don't literally push anything because she mm. was literally like, you've just been through an absolute yeah. you know, marathon, basically, and you don't want to overdo anything at this point. So yeah. hearing that advice from such a expert, I was like, okay, well, yeah. she wouldn't say it if, yeah. if she wasn't if it wasn't right. So um, I've yeah been doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, awesome. No, I think yeah, the rest of you know, forever to get back into exercise. Exactly. Taking those six weeks to really rest and recover is so important. And I remember my midwife said to me at one stage, she was like, you know, if you go for a walk, you have to remember that you have to get back (laughs) from where you've you've gone because you feel like, I don't know, like, oh, yeah, this is okay for the first however long. And then you always get to a point where you're like, holy shit, I can't walk home. Like, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that Um, was the thing when I walked down to the shops after a week and had to get my brother to come pick me up. And it was literally only like 400 meters away. I was like, I can't walk back now. Thank God someone could come pick me up because I literally would have ruined myself if I had to walk that far back. Yeah. 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 No, I can definitely, um, definitely (laughs) relate to that. Yeah. What about your, um, your sort of like mental health and mental recovery from birth. Have you noticed any of the baby blues or any of those sort of hormonal shifts that um, can sometimes happen after birth? Um, so I, yeah. So the first couple of days was amazing. I was on such a high. Um, we couldn't, um, unfortunately because of even level two restrictions in the Bay of Plenty, um, we could only have two visitors. Yeah. So um, that was kind not it wasn't too tough but we my my dad would have loved to have come and met her and my mum because we um Sam's mum and my brother ended up coming in and meeting her and then we didn't realize that you couldn't have different guests on the next day Uh, so it was a bit of a it was a bit of a muck up so that was a bit of a a downer but it wasn't it wasn't a major I didn't it didn't even really get to me but what did get what um I came home, we came home and I was on such a high. And then um, we got the news. I don't know if you've been following the rugby news of the passing of Sean Wainui yes, in a car yeah. accident. Yeah. So my dad, he's a rugby coach, coaches the Chiefs. My brother's in the Chiefs team with him. So I knew of him and I knew and I knew of Paige and his wife and, you know, mm. children, but not, not, not on a personal level. But that literally completely ruined me. I mm. came in the door and was told the news and I was literally on my knees like crying my eyes Mm. out and I and I don't know if it was the hormones it was probably a combination of everything I think it was a combination of the hormones me being on this massive high and then realizing another family was going through Mm. the the worst possible low um and so I think that was if anything my main experience of I cried the whole day I was Mm. literally inconsolable I couldn't control myself just thinking about Paige and the the position she's in mm. um so that's really the only time I felt I mean I've had a I've had one other cry I think I was just breastfeeding see and I was crying I was like why am I crying and I think I just Sam he's been amazing but I just sometimes just want him to sit with me when I'm feeding her I yeah, think yeah. you kind of just sometimes you know he'd come and he comes and checks me do you need anything do you need a drink bottle do you want anything and it's like you say no I'm fine but all you actually want is him to sit with you and have a conversation yeah. with you because yeah. you just feel like yeah, everyone's kind of keeps going on with their lives and you're suddenly completely occupied 100%. by the baby. <laughs> yeah. And you suddenly feel like, oh, I would like someone to just sit and chat with me about something or yeah. 
Um, but you don't want to be a burden because you're out there busy doing what they need to be doing. Mm. And kind of, I mean, I could go down and sit with everyone and feed her, but just while I'm kind of kind of finding my feet with it, I kind of like to go off to a room and yeah. feed her because it, it can take quite a lot of focus because of yeah, yeah. both of us trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. So I've only had a couple of moments, but I think I've been quite lucky because of the support I've got with my with living with my parents at the moment. But if yeah. I was alone at home, yeah, I think there'd definitely be moments where you think, oh, especially in you know if it was in Auckland and lockdown mm. and people not being able to come meet her or see you it's just yeah it's such a weird tough time for so many people yeah yeah no for sure yeah I think um it's so interesting like the whole experience with breastfeeding it can be so like lonely and isolating because yeah you're trying to figure it out and like it's sort of hard I, I, I can relate to that having other people around even just their like opinions of oh why don't you try doing it like yeah. this or like just the little <laughs> comments that like they mean well by of course and that just yeah. gonna help but you're like I don't need you to tell me something else yeah. I'm already finding this hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know I fully yeah. feel yeah it's just kind of like sometimes she's choking away or gulping and I'm trying to change my position and make sure her head's comfy and move yeah. my hand and like yeah. you just don't need anyone sort of yeah so yeah, um that. yeah and I think as well like the nights are hard because you know, there's no point Sam getting up with me. He yeah. he can't do it. He can't. I mean, he'll get up sometimes if I need to change a nappy and he can hear her crying and he helps me or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'd rather him be fresh in the day and help me and maybe me have a few naps than get him up because he can't, he can't feed her. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm the one with the boobs. So yeah. yeah. Um, those are the times where it's that, yeah, you, you know, waking up and feeding her at night. You're like, okay, just another, another like, half an hour an hour just mm. sitting here in silence but it's it's okay I mean it's yeah. she's she's doing really well but it's um yeah it, it can be quite isolating and quite lonely mm. at, at times yeah yeah I find um my new thing to do in the night feeds is to put my headphones in and listen to like a podcast or something because oh, I'm nice. like yeah it's just nice to have another voice <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the night yeah maybe I'll try to um, do that yeah I think it's just like because I, I was the same I was waking up and I was like getting into quite a state sometimes because I was like okay I'm so tired and yeah. I'm doing this on my own all the time and I just want yeah. like somebody else to do it <laughs> for yeah. this one time um but yeah it's well it's like, kind of just that repetitive cycle isn't it you know when yeah. you, before you've had kids you 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 have a bad night's sleep or you have a big night out and you're like that's right because tomorrow night I'll get a good sleep but when exactly. you have a newborn or you know even a toddler like you've gotten a newborn there's no there's no next night of getting no. a good night's sleep <laughs> yeah. every night is oh no I'm still up twice or three times next night and the next night yeah. and the next night because yeah. it is only you that can can do that yeah. job yeah yeah it's um yeah, it's it's a privilege, and it's also sometimes just like, yeah. a, oh my god, give me give me a, a rest. Like I just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I totally can relate to that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And is there anything else that um, we haven't covered that you want to include in your story? Um, what I want to include? What else? Um, I, I think I just wanted to also talk about my friend. Um, she's actually based in the Mount. She just had a baby, a 10.12 pound baby at home, her first baby. Oh my um, gosh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So she, I went and saw her on Friday and I said, I'm doing this podcast um, on Monday, are you okay if I mention you? And she said, yeah, absolutely, because she's just another example of, 
just an amazing positive mm. first baby story of like what what you can do and she is a small girl like I'm telling you <laughs> she's tiny <laughs> yeah. and she was carrying around this 10 pound 12 baby and she had it in the bath at home she didn't plan to she actually wanted to go to Bethlehem but the traffic and the timing of it wasn't going to work so the midwife yeah. said I'm going to come to you um and she had this gorgeous baby girl at home oh, and amazing. it was just another yeah amazing positive experience of what like what the female body can do so yeah um I think as well I just want to mention like I printed off all your birth affirmations from your course and I was yeah. reading them to myself and they were just so helpful I think just those like repetitive things telling yourself you're safe your body's made to do this yeah and I think as well like my main thing was my mum did this my grandma did this yeah. like if yeah. they can do it I can do it um you know everyone can do it so I think it's just trusting yeah trusting yourself and yeah what your body can do it's it's amazing yeah no I think yeah. it's um sounds like you were in like such a good mindset before your birth which is just I honestly preach to everyone they're like what's yeah. the number one thing I can do to prepare for my birth I'm like prepare your mind your mind yeah. is your biggest like yeah. tool yeah yeah 100% mind is your biggest tool and also if you can I think for me it was just even even though my walks were so slow towards the end of it, just getting out there and walking mm. every day. Yeah. Um, I think just kept her super low, kept her super yeah. engaged. And um, yeah, I think all those, just all doing all those little things, they do all add up and they, yeah, they sure. helped in the, in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, thank yeah. you so much, Gabby, for coming on the podcast and sharing no your story. No problem. Thanks really for having me. really love talking to you. And I know that you there'll be too. so many people out there that just, yeah, enjoy listening to your story. So thank you. Oh, good. I'm hope, I hope some people can take something positive away from it for their birth and just know yeah. that they can do anything. Another huge thank you to BioBlends for being this week's sponsor of the Kiwi Birth Tales episode with Gabby. A little bit more information about their products. Each unique blend has been based on a combination of Dr. Libby's biochemical and nutritional knowledge, the best scientific and traditional evidence available, and the clinical insights Dr. Libby has gained from supporting thousands of patients over the past two decades. The quality of a supplement can be determined by three factors, what's in it, what's not in it, and how well it can be absorbed by the body. BioBlends work tirelessly to source exceptional quality ingredients, putting them through rigorous testing before they're even considered for formulation. Another reminder that we have an awesome giveaway with BioBlends this week on the Kiwi Birth Tales Instagram if you want to head over and check that out. And you can always go and check out BioBlends on their Instagram, which is just at BioBlends, or you can head to their website, which is just www.bioblends.com. Thank you, BioBlends, for sponsoring this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.